One of the most well-known stories in the Bible is about Noah and the ark he built to save his family from the flood. Enoch's son Methuselah had a son named Lamech, who then had a son named Noah, born 1,056 years after the fall and 126 years after Adam died. Methuselah prophesied that all the kingdoms of the earth would come through his grandson Noah, whose name means rest, which is interesting because his father Lamech prophesied in Genesis chapter 5 verse 29 that Noah would comfort the people. He was ordained by his grandfather Methuselah to the priesthood when he was only 10 years old. And modern revelation teaches us that Noah is also Gabriel, who stood next in priesthood authority to Adam. He has ministered to many dispensations, including ours, and had the privilege of announcing the births of John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. Noah was a just and perfect man who walked with God. When he was 450 years old, he had a son named Japheth, then other sons named Shem and Ham. They hearkened and gave heed unto the Lord and were called the sons of God, referring to those who made and kept covenants with God. The people multiplied, and the sons of men, those who did not hearken unto God, began to take daughters of the sons of God as wives. God was angry and told Noah that these daughters, born under the covenant of priesthood holders, had sold themselves and disobeyed him by marrying outside of the church. The people in Noah's time were very wicked. He prophesied, taught them the things of God, and preached repentance to them for 120 years, which shows us God's mercy to his children. The Lord said that his spirit would not always strive with man, and if they did not repent, he would send floods upon them. They did not hearken unto his words, and told Noah that like men of great renown in the past, they also married, had children, and did not need to change their lives, and sought to take his life. Noah told them to believe and repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receive the Holy Ghost, or the floods would come upon them. The Lord said it grieved him that he had made man on the earth, and that he would destroy all life from the face of the earth. God actually sent the flood to destroy the wicked of Noah's generation for their own benefit. The people had grown so wicked that they needed to be removed from the earth so they would not be able to continue exercising their agency in wickedness and corrupt their posterity. They'd also be brought into the spirit world where they could be taught the gospel of Jesus Christ and have the opportunity to repent. Also, spirits waiting in the premortal existence to come to earth and receive a body could not be sent in justice to an environment where they had no chance to exercise their agency to be righteous. The Lord told Noah to build a three-story ark, a Hebrew word for box or chest, that was designed to float on the ocean and was 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits tall. A cubit is the distance from your elbows to the tip of your middle finger. But since everyone has different sized arms, we really don't know its exact length. Most scholars believe a cubit measures between 14 and 18 inches, which made the ark about 450 feet long, 76 feet wide, and 45 feet high, or about half the size of the Titanic. The Lord would bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all life. But he covenanted with Noah that he would save his family of eight in the ark, along with seven of every clean beast, both male and female, two of every unclean beast, birds, and all other life along with their food. 
Clean beasts were those considered acceptable to eat and be sacrificed to God. Noah obeyed, and he and his sons took 120 years to build the ark. He was now 600 years old. Noah loaded the animals into the ark, and his family went on board. Seven days later, the fountains of the deep were broken up, the windows of heaven opened, and it rained, rained, and rained some more, for forty days and forty nights. Only those in the ark were saved from drowning, while the earth was flooded for one hundred and fifty days. The ark came to rest on Mount Ararat located in modern-day Turkey, and after 40 days, Noah opened the window and sent out a raven and a dove to see if the waters had gone down enough for them to find dry land. The dove returned, and Noah sent it out again a week later. This time it came back with an olive leaf, and Noah knew the waters had begun to recede. After another week, he sent the dove out again, and it didn't return. It had now been a year since they entered the ark, and Noah removed the ark's covering and saw dry ground around him. God told him to leave the ark with his family and the animals. Noah then built an altar and proceeded to offer a sacrifice to the Lord of some of the clean animals he had just saved from the flood. The Joseph Smith translation of Genesis chapter 9 says that Noah gave thanks to the Lord and asked that he would never again curse the ground or destroy all life as he had just done. God blessed and told Noah and his family to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. He taught them how to treat all living things that they would be accountable for, and not to shed man's blood. God covenanted with Noah, his posterity, and with all other life on the earth, that he would never again send a flood to destroy it. He said that the token of this covenant he made to every living thing would be his bow set in a cloud over the earth. In our day, we also have signs, tokens, and symbols that represent gospel covenants we've made with the Lord and His promises to us, like the bread and water of the sacrament, the waters of baptism, and the temple. Genesis chapter 10 lists Noah's descendants, including a mighty hunter named Nimrod, who was the king of Babel. His kingdom is synonymous with wickedness or rejecting God, and the direct opposite of Zion the city of God that Melchizedek established after the pattern of Enoch in the same dispensation. At this time, the whole earth spoke one language, and in the plain of Shinar, people made bricks and began to build a city with a tower that would reach up to heaven so they could make a name for themselves and not be scattered across the earth. The problem was with their motivation and who they followed. Satan had put it into their hearts to build this tower high enough to get to heaven, and these descendants of Noah set aside true temple worship and built their tower as a pagan or counterfeit temple to reach God. This is opposite of what Enoch did to be with God, and while the Babylonians used their own efforts and pride to build their tower to heaven, he and his people repented, followed Jesus Christ, and created a Zion society that God lifted up to his bosom. The Lord cursed them with a confusion of tongues. They could no longer understand one another's language and speech, and were scattered upon the face of the whole earth. The word Babel means gate of God, and translates from Hebrew as confusion or confounded. The book of Ether in the Book of Mormon tells of the people of Jared, who were at the Tower of Babel when the Lord confounded their language. 
Jared and his brother prayed that their language would not be confounded, and their families were able to remain together, escape from the wicked land in Babel, and eventually came to America. People in Noah's day and in Babylon were not that different from us. Their society was corrupt and violent. They were filled with evil imaginations, loved worldly things more than God, and rejected his servants. Noah told them to repent and turn to God, who loves all his children, and keeps his promises to those who make and keep their covenants with him. Noah's family learned there is spiritual safety in following the Lord's prophet, and were saved from the flood because they obeyed him. We are also blessed in our day with a prophet and temples that help us draw closer to the Lord and reach unto heaven. And this is Genesis chapter 6 through 11 in the Old Testament, and Moses chapter 8 in the Pearl of Great Price. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our Facebook page or PonderFun.com to find more fun things to do, and you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.